Hello everyone and welcome to Tech Talks Science Podcast the Earth Space and the Human Race. I'm Kavya and I'm Abigail and today we're talking about the power of people in India's climate dialogue. How campaigns that are mainly driven by citizens influence India's larger climate policy and the discussions we're having around climate action and climate change. And joining us for this conversation today are two pretty cool people. Antara Vasudev was the founder of Civis, which is a non-profit that mediates conversations between the government and India's citizens on important draft laws and policies before they are passed. We also have Navda Malhotra, who is the Associate Campaign Director for Purpose Climate Labs, a global social impact agency. And Climate Labs specifically looks at a lot of important issues around climate. Happy to have both of you here. and we're really looking forward to this conversation let's like just jump right in and talk about climate action you know the movements and the initiatives that are happening in india and around the world climate action and climate change is something that everybody has heard about and if you are living under a rock it's something that you know is affecting all of us uh, a lot of people are taking part and actively participating in uh, citizen initiatives and uh, protests uh, but it's still very intimidating a lot of people don't know where to start so antara can you just tell us for a newbie who doesn't really know what to do and who doesn't really know where to start where does one dip their feet in to this whole um climate action sure so that's a fantastic question i think you begin perhaps a little bit before even dipping your feet in and just understanding that there aren't any barriers to your participation so it's not like you need to be a climate specialist to be involved in the climate movement or you need to have a degree in environmental science it is our planet and we are the constituents of that planet and we actually have the ability to shape how the future of our planet pans out i'll get down to the specifics and and the brass tacks now but essentially the first thing and the most important thing to remember is that each one of us has the ability to contribute and each one of us has the ability to actually make our voices heard there has been some fantastic work been done specifically around climate change and climate action one is of course the fridays for future group and a lot of youth group movements that have started around climate action in the recent past in addition to that there are platforms like chatka which are campaigning platforms that enable us to work on or to contribute to pollution and and other solve other specific problems linked to climate action and there are also platforms like the one that i work for called civis where you can come in and share your feedback on draft laws on climate change and this is actually fairly interesting because for example recently we had the tamil nadu government which came out on a climate change policy for the state and individuals like you and me could just walk up and share what our inputs are and what we would like to see done differently to make sure that 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 law is shaped in a way that actually impacts change on ground so there are many many ways and and much smaller ways as well for example the work of an organization called reap benefit which is working to ensure youth led innovation that we conserve resources and are actually working more effectively towards a greener planet and there are a, a number of streams that that one could engage with and i'm sure navda has a lot more um, to add here as well but the first and most important thing is don't be intimidated it's a big problem but it can be solved by many small small steps never before in like human history have we had access to you know the channels of like technology social media um provided to us available to us that can actually make us feel empowered to take action for things that we believe in and that could be climate uh, social media in particular in india i think has opened up this new space completely because you see people from all facets of society you know we talk about a digital divide but there is a digital divide in terms of access to tech 
but um, India is the country that's using the using WhatsApp the most right now. Uh, WhatsApp has actually emerged as a powerful tool to make change happen. Uh, you know, we see that government websites and stuff are actually now including um, WhatsApp numbers to send complaints. So like the MCD site uh, in Delhi uh, has a place for people to take pictures um, of garbage burning uh, during bad air quality days uh, and send in photos of that. Last Just last week, Delhi experienced really, really high air quality levels. The government actually opened opened up like they banned construction activities but they provided the space for individuals to actually send complaints in if they spotted construction happening um, around their neighborhood digital platforms have given us the space to do it of course there's a parallel threat to this that not a lot of people know that it exists and i guess that's where organizations like one what civis is doing but also what purpose like what our role really is um as an you know as a social impact agency is convening different platforms to come together to amplify situations like this and really really get the word out there so in delhi we have a channel called help delhi breathe which is completely citizens led campaign uh it's a campaign that's being run by mothers doctors groups uh, medical professionals think tanks uh, anyone and everyone can be a part of it it's not something that's led by climate people uh, i also must confess that uh, i lead the climate work at purpose but uh, i am not a climate expert my passion and my interest lies in mobilizing people for climate and that's what i think purpose is also really good at yeah the second thing is really you know as i was saying it's amplifying that these platforms exist and making this reach people where people are at so instead of expecting that common people common citizens would be able to find these things and reach out it's actually about taking the platforms to wherever people already are to make sure that that bridge gets created we look for role models to show us the way in a sense to give us inspiration or specific things that we can learn from that experience to bring into our own lives but for climate action specifically your engagement public engagement are there good role models or examples of communities that have done outstanding work to engage the people in that community in problems that community is facing Absolutely Kavya I think uh, you know India if we just go back a little bit in history India is a country that has always been concerned about the environment right I I do believe that climate and climate change is is a more western term it's a more western notion uh, Indians perceive it as a western thing that's come in uh, but as a society we have always been extremely concerned about protecting our environment and you can see this even in the traditional habits and customs that we have some folks at the grassroots level at the community level who have been doing this for far far they've been doing it far longer uh, and i think uh, you know if we just even talk about the chipko movement right i don't think we like we pay enough attention to that it's a group of women who did such a simple thing such a simple yet such a strong visually impactful action of going and hugging a tree and protecting it i think you know that's fantastic ritima pandey who's emerged as well in india uh you know she she is uh doing a lot she's at the forefront of a lot of the climate conversations uh she's been uh, you know we've been working with her through our partners through other collectives that we're a part of and actually taking young people's voices to decision makers the work around like forest act and livelihoods even the movement that's happening in goa right now for mallam it's really inspiring that you're seeing these little movements of people emerge in places where it's not happened before For so long everyone has been going there for like beaches and like tourism and tra- you know their trips and their holidays but no one actually knows that Goa has this whole other side of biodiversity that needs to be protected right and those are the messages that are being used so i think like for me these are the local movements that really inspire me every day 
movements emerging from what is locally relevant it makes such a difference because i may not be able to see the impact of climate change much further from my own locality but what can i do in my area right and i think a lot of that is also happening in bombay for example with the save ari movement that arose with the new young climate heroes who are popping up who are now almost um, celebrity status for young people and it's so in, in, in it like interesting and exciting to see that all of a sudden you are chatting with a climate um, activist and somebody comes up to them and says oh you know i follow you on instagram you're like an influencer it's so great to see that happen i think it's just time that that such movements became a part of popular culture and and actually got integrated into the way that we see our day to day lives and and this is one fantastic opportunity and completely agree with navda young people are killing it so they really need to be helped and kind of push forward because uh, the work that they are doing is is truly inspiring with greta greta was the only one who kind of who like shot into the uh, spotlight and has made such a big like hullabaloo around her but there's so many others how do you get boomers involved how do you get the older generation to care about the planet about uh, you know climate change because we are the ones who are going to suffer the long term effects climate is so often seen as sitting outside of our periphery our priority right now is making a livelihood getting enough food to eat providing for our family we all have like aspirations for the future you know we want to make enough money to be able to travel to post stuff on our instagram you know tell our friends about it every single thing i've mentioned is something that the climate crisis is impacting right you're seeing your food patterns change in the country you're seeing your weather patterns change which are impacting your travel plans as well right um and i think that's that's the hook you have to meet them where they are at right so even when you're asking about older people one of the hooks that we have identified is protecting the planet for future generations right when we talk about air pollution we have we have realized that the power of mothers can't be beaten by anyone because a group of mothers advocating for their kids health is is the strongest climate action you're going to be able to get right because that power of love and protection no other person can actually bring that yes there is this thing of like you know they're the ones who have caused all of this and it's our burden to bear and you know they'll be gone i feel like it's everyone's burden to bear we were designing a campaign for schools in delhi to talk about air quality monitoring and one of the teachers actually told me that navda please don't come in and make strikes a part of the tactics right and i was really surprised because all over the world all over india right now fridays for future you know the movements taken over kids are out in the streets kids are talking about this and here this teacher tells me in india education is still a privilege education is something that people are still fighting to get access to to take kids out of the classroom and tell them to go on strike for a day is is not conducive to india's reality right so one i would say like you have to meet people where they are at use messages that resonate with them don't try we shouldn't ever go in and tell them that climate is important we have to talk to them about their priorities and try to insert climate there and the second thing is i think we need to not ape what global movements look like we india needs to come up with its own way of doing things so we can do a version of strikes that includes you know your lower income government school kids and stuff as well who may not have the right you know the ability to be able to just step out for a day 
um, and strike in front of government building. Like Nata said, it may not be termed climate action per se, but in each generation, there have been different strides that we have been making. So for example, um, a lot of the waste management, which we kind of take for granted in our cities today, right? like effective waste management, is something that has actually been inculcated by the generation before us, because they really worked to ensure that there were area locality management committees that were set up. They attended those meetings. And um, that's a lot of effort. It may not be so visible to us as, say, for example, um, an online movement is. But at the end of the day, taking out four hours on a weekend to go talk, discuss um, different ways waste can be managed to actually creating pits yourself and with your own hands to to kind of bury uh, and to compost waste, all of those things are actually aiding to preventing pollution. They're actually aiding to larger steps in the climate movement. And each generation has, in its own way, um, done some things right and done some things wrong, as we continue to, right? We may actually go out for a climate strike, but if we're changing our phones every six months, um, that's not really adding to uh, adding to a lot. So we are each making our own lifestyle choices. And I think with challenges like this, it's also really, really important to kind of cut ourselves some slack and know that we, we will try and find a balance at some stage, like every generation has before us. Because what happens if you don't is that you may not start at all. And that's the challenge. We will, in our own ways, um, find small ways to be, to actually contribute to the movement. And we will also make mistakes that perhaps, you know, 30 years down the line, we'll have a podcast saying, oh, you know, these folks, what did they just mess up? They messed up so badly. Um, and it's okay. I mean, it's it's all part of the process. But the idea is just that we learn and evolve and teach and evolve. And saving the planet is not going to happen overnight, right? So we have a long way to go. We just have to make sure we keep our sanity through it all. I love the way you said it. Like, we're in it for the long haul, right? Saving the planet is not, it's not a day's job. It's not even one person's lifetime job. There is a woman in Karnataka, I'm pretty sure you guys have all heard about her. She's now 108 years old, right? And she's planted more than 10,000 trees. Her name is uh, Timakka. I'm not going to, I don't want to do injustice to her name by trying to pronounce the first name. Um, but now that is, that is someone who, you know, is not a young person, but she's done far more uh, for the country and for our environment way more than anyone else, way more than any of us. And she's done it using like local techniques. She's, she's someone who doesn't come from a very, uh, you know, uh, she's a well-off family. Uh, she's grown up in a lot of poverty. Um, but uh, imagine planting like thousand trees and really creating a forest just by yourself. I think that's pretty phenomenal. And we don't even talk about these people enough, right? Like we're not amplifying these people enough as well. Awareness and engagement are one thing. I think the push to actually have those concerns translate to policy and action is another side of the story. What is it going to take for us to have the public and the policy side align, have a kind of smooth climate action momentum going? Is that ever going to be a reality? Kave, that's a really interesting, interesting point. And I think from my experience, at least, um, things are already aligning. And we are developing channels for constructive dialogue between citizens and governments on a number of different arenas and specifically around climate change as well. What is interesting to kind of observe here is that we're getting support from very interesting allies. Recently, there was an environmental impact assessment 
uh, notification that was put out for public comment. And we saw that there was a large outpouring, almost 2 million people, if I'm not wrong, who came in to share their feedback with the government on that particular policy. Now, that is a perfect alignment if you go to see, right? The government asked for feedback. People have come in to share their inputs. Film stars played a really important role in spreading the message. So even there, there was a little bit of a mainstreaming. And when that mainstreaming happened, we actually saw that people came out to say, hey, I care about this. It's not for lack of intent, I feel, on either side. It's more um, for lack of the ease of interacting or engaging with each other. And as we, as uh, society kind of see that this process of engaging with the government becomes easy, um, it becomes sort of constructive, it's it's easy to do, we'll also um, start getting more and more confident to do it more regularly, right? So we will get confidence, say, for example, to comment on the Tamil Nadu policy, to the environment policy, future, any other policies that come up from the ministry. Um, we'll be like the first responders because we believe in the process. So I think that as that belief in the process grows, the revolutionary aspects of like actually being open to engagement and uh, to seeking people's opinions, to aligning people with policy have already been taking place. And some of it has even come from the government side. It's more just a perspective of, um, of now us standing up and saying, okay, fine, you know what, we're going to be a part of this process. Now, I don't know if you'll agree here, but I, I do think that um, a lot of this needs to be anchored in the constructive for it to really be impactful. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Currently, there's this debate that environment comes at the cost of development. You cannot have environment and development and growth going hand in hand. If there is anything that needs to be a revolution, I think that message needs to be broken down. That's the only revolution that's needed because that's where a lot of the challenges come up, both for organizations, for citizens, as well as the government, because we don't see them going hand in hand. So even when we are sitting and drafting policies, and I say we as I'm sitting with the government and drafting these policies, we think it's going to be at the expense of economic growth. Solutions to climate change are something that can help India's economic growth. It can provide livelihoods. There can be creation of green jobs that can happen, especially at a time right, like right now due to COVID. You know, we're announcing all of these stimulus packages. Our stimulus packages need to be addressing livelihoods. We're such a diverse and vast and complex country that like we have we actually have brilliant policies on paper. There's a lot of laws and things existing. The challenge is the implementation of these laws. We're the ones who have voted this government into power. They're the ones who are bringing our MPs into power at the state level, at the city level, at the national level. It is our duty as citizens to hold them accountable. The onus of it is not only on the government, it's also public pressure that's needed where you've got a policy. Antra, you know, she defined the first step. Be a part of the decision-making process. Be a part of the policies being formed. Give your opinions, give your comments. The second thing is holding them accountable. And I think that's where public noise and amplification can really make a difference. I think the revolution is how we're communicating about climate and taking it out of this silo. I don't think climate needs to live in a silo of climate. Climate is impacting gender, climate is impacting education, poverty, livelihoods, everything in our country. Until it's a part of every single conversation, it's it's not we're not going to win this. There have been also other forms of communication around this, right? I mean, talking is one way and writing is another way. But like art and music has also been mediums in which people have taken their message and uh, highlight climate awareness and all of that. 
I know Abigail and I, I think a year ago, we wrote this little bit of a review about this music video called Earth. I don't remember the singer, but it was a pretty cute music video with animated people and like wildlife. That there, I yeah. loved and everybody on the group <laughs> hated. But it was a really nice video. And yeah, it was cute. That was very cute. It was cute. I'm not going for it. Yeah, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about the other forms of communication that people can look out for. We need to move beyond talking in articles and op-eds and blogs when we're talking about climate, right? Like it's going back to the first thing I said, you have to use ways and tactics and interventions that people are interested in and inspired by. I'll give two examples here and then I'll hand over to Antra. We're running a campaign right now in Mumbai called Biodiversity by the Bay. And we're really excited that Civis is also one of our amazing partners for this effort and in Mumbai all of a sudden we have seen in the last few months especially there has been this spurt in like climate like people coming out to voice their concerns for climate right like RA being a big example of that however we noticed a gap that it is coming out of the activist circles green groups organizations civil society groups already working on climate are bringing people together what we are trying to do through the biodiversity by the bay campaign is bring together young people in Mumbai in a way that they have never envisioned their own city before. So like even talking to them about, you know, mangroves that are right in their backyard or flamingos that visit Mumbai every year. People didn't even know that. The green spaces and the forests that Mumbai has access to. And we just concluded uh, a three-week digital festival where we brought together artists, musicians, uh, creators, content creators to just come out. And the artists just shared the most beautiful pieces of uh, what biodiversity and green spaces meant to them. Musicians actually created uh, soundtracks for it. Uh, So I think that's a really good way of doing it because, again, you're not doing it in a preachy way. Right. You're bringing uh, people who young people look up to are inspired by or are just excited by just want to follow, just want to see their new content. And we did this at a time like COVID where a lot of the artists were inactive for some time. Right. So it also gave artists a chance to kind of use their platform and like maybe release a new piece of art that people hadn't seen before. The second example is a billboard that Jatka is, you know, they're a great partner of ours as well. They did that in Bangalore and we, uh, as Help Delhi Breathe, we got the billboard to Delhi. And it's essentially a billboard that has artificial lung filters on it. And it's we call it the billboard that breathes and the lungs change color based on the air quality level. Uh, And in Delhi, we placed this billboard at Gangaram Hospital. And the reason for doing that was we wanted people in Delhi just to see what's actually happening to the lungs inside them. Right. So it's the most visual way of showing something that scientists have been talking about for quite some time. Activists have been talking about for quite some time. But here for 10 days, you could actually see that within two days, the lungs that were white to begin with turned gray because of the air pollution. And then we had like medical professionals, volunteers standing around the billboard talking to people about it. But just seeing that billboard, like people were actually taking selfies in front of it. Right. It's a really scary thing to see disgustingly gray black lungs sitting in front of you and you're like, okay, that's what's happening to me inside my body. But it was such an impactful way of making a problem that people don't really see otherwise. Like air pollution, we only notice it when there's that gray layer of smog that sits in the sky or when we are having breathing troubles. Let India breathe. You know, they're a collective. I think just a few months ago, they didn't use art in a way that you create art to talk about something. They got artists to talk about an issue that was really important. And this was India's environmental impact assessment, which is 
a extremely extremely technical piece of paper it's it's an entire massive massive policy and laws that impact every single environmental legislation in india it's the thing that binds it all together and these guys they started putting out calls on their instagram and it's the first time and i've been working on climate for about 11 years now it's the first time i've seen instagram being used um as a medium to tell people to come out and actually email the ministry of environment right and when we are talking about like public engagement the we always try to come up with the simplest call to action right you don't want to lose your audience when you're bringing them on a journey so telling someone on instagram go off instagram write this email send it to the ministry of environment but they did it there were like millions of emails that were sent it actually resulted in let india breathe the website being shut down for a few days but i'm like the power of bringing in the right voices to mobilize people is also so important i saw everyone like every celebrity was sharing it artists were sharing it so people had prepared a draft and they were putting it on their social media and they were like just copy paste this this is the email you need to put it out to so one is using creativity as a medium but also using creative individuals to engage with your audience is equally important when we talk about um, you know these movements that happen on social media even some of them that have that you know then translate to them going offline and going on ground itself it will create awareness people know about it but it won't have the same impact on the policy on the government on the laws so um, i mean just what does one do about that because it's kind of disheartening when you see um you know everybody talking about it and everybody's like okay i'm pretty sure this is going to make a change and then it doesn't like it falls flat and you know it's just disheartening so what does one do then it's but natural to be disheartened when something doesn't work out in this way right but uh, there is a lot of complexity to the law making process in india also if we look at it we have um, multiple sort of levels of governance so there's a city level governance there's a state level government there's a national level government um, and each of them have their own sort of purviews around something like the environment which is pretty much like the air that we breathe right like the cloud doesn't think or like the pollution doesn't think okay i'm going to stay contained in ncr region i'm going to not go in to haryana or like gazebad or up right the environment is kind of fluid in that way and the number of agencies that are involved in actually regulating or governing those processes are manifold so i would say to keep expectations real in some way uh, if you are contributing to something you need to see it through for the next 2 to 3 years you may not get an immediate sort of return which says that hey in 3 months this has happened and this is kind of closed through but that is a little bit of the commitment that we are making as well as individuals that we care enough about this particular cause to see it through and seeing it through doesn't often mean that you have to do something actively but more just keep your ears and eyes tuned sometimes and this often happens because india's laws as navda mentioned are diverse in nature you may have petition for something to the central government but that might have actually gotten implemented at a city level before your own eyes and one may not notice that so there are these different levels of governance and it does get to be a little bit demotivating but things do change we've seen this happen in for example recently in the transgender rules that came out following a contested transgender act within a short span of time about 52% of the feedback that was made was actually taken into account and got accepted that sort of policy change is not happening in a very short span of time. but is impacting the lives of people for decades to come and that is the impact that each one of us can have we can actually change something for decades but what it requires is a little bit of patience and a little bit of persistence everyone has different roles in this you can't expect individuals you can't expect a common citizen to do everything 
and that's where civil society organizations come in that's where media comes in that's where your influencers come in right and i say influencers as this really big blanket term but your activists celebrities people whose voice holds power people whose voice can attract millions people whose voice can influence decisions as well for me all of these are public right public is not just a common citizen who's not a part of the law making machinery it's all of these different groups and you have to leverage them for what they can do i think rwas in india resident welfare associations housing societies are a very powerful institution that we don't always make use of they're the most local form of governance that all of us on this call can be a part of we're not we don't know it right now the rwa groups are the most active because every day they're like oh this person got covid this person got covid i've never seen the rwa group being this active when other bigger things okay oh, covid is obviously the biggest thing but equally big things are happening in the society no one is talking about it using institutions like this take it to the civil society group if common citizens if all they can do is make their voice heard on social media that's a good enough thing then it's the onus is on us it's on groups like us to take that demand forward and i think that's where like when purpose when we design campaigns when we identify partners to bring in you know it's something that we call power mapping and i know it sounds like a technical term but really sitting down and seeing who has the power to make change happen versus who has interest and influence to make change happen why is it dipika padukone important why is it ranveer singh making noise about something important is because they will get you the millions of people that you need to go to the government and say listen here 50000 people in india want this change love the example that you shared ansha like that's been such a long fight and you know it's great that the laws come in but sometimes it may not and it's fine we have to turn back out again that's the persistence that's needed if one route doesn't work try another route uh, i do think that we're lucky right now as a country that the national government and even a lot of the state governments are really active online so it's the first time where just by the click of a button you can yeah unfortunately you can troll someone but you can also send messages right and they'll be forced to listen if enough people do it they'll be forced to listen creativity and ambition are always welcome this is is a good place to put in both those things open calls for like the drafts on laws and stuff like that i didn't know about it and i'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know about it so um ansara navda both of you can just like talk a little bit about it where people can go to read about it maybe where they can go and have their voice heard make the changes that they want to see whatever we need to know about it basically i didn't really know much about this either till i started digging and digging and digging it took me a year to figure it out so i'll start by talking a little bit about this very interesting concept um almost like a superpower that that we have which is called the pre legislative consultation policy now what this mouthful means is that each one of us can actually share feedback on any draft policy that comes out oftentimes it's in like a gazette or in a website so it's not something that is uh, is something that we would read very often like we're not going to go and check the government gazette for example right um there are platforms that actually aggregate all of these draft laws so there is a platform called ourgov.in which gets together all of these laws so any new open policy be it like currently a haryana state electric vehicle policy or um a draft environmental impact assessment it you can find it on ourgov so you can go there you can check out what's happening you can read what's happening the second step of that is actually understanding the policy in itself and that is where uh, organizations like civis actually come in we do quick explainers of the policy usually 
two to four minute reads is what we try to keep it under. So you can read what's happening in the world of policy in your city or uh, what's happened in the past. Even the environmental impact assessment that got passed, it's really great to see that till date, we see people going and trying to figure out, OK, what does this policy mean? The movement has so like almost kind of maybe uh, come to a close because the consultation period came to a close. But people are still engaging and actually going and reading and trying to figure out what this means for them. So that is one avenue, uh, of course. And there are a number of organizations like Chatka that uh, Nata mentioned that will actually get people to understand what this policy is all about. The third step is actually submitting your feedback. And part of this step is somewhat, and that's an interesting role I feel like all of us can play. We don't need to wait for the artists to create art, perhaps around a cause that matters. I, as an individual, can find my own creative ways to tell five friends about uh, the fact that there is a policy open for feedback, or there is something that uh, there is some action that I can take. The work that Purpose does here is, is absolutely incredible, right? We can share our feedback either directly to the government or through platforms like Civis that kind of facilitate discussion or through petitions like on platforms like change.org or Chatka. At the end of that, then the most sort of crucial step is the waiting game. Now, you will kind of keep your eyes and ears open. But the one thing that I've found personally to be really, really interesting is that irrespective, like Nata said, sometimes things don't happen the way that we'd like them to. But irrespective, um, I as an individual know so much about what is happening in the policy domain, in the environment domain. I can paint a picture in my head now of the intent, what is happening, one state is doing vis-a-vis -vis what another state is doing. And that is really, really empowering stuff. I know this, I've like painted the process to be something that is super, super long, but that's also to just show the different pieces of what goes into such something like this. But it really doesn't take too much time. I mean, it may just be 10 minutes in, in a week that one would spend scrolling Instagram, that itself could be enough to make a significant change. Another powerful tool that we don't use is our local MPs. How many of us know after we have gone and voted who the local leader of our constituency is? They are supposed to be doing consultations with your RWAs, with your neighborhood associations. They're supposed to be doing like these open forums. And that's where you can get a lot of this information and you can pose a lot of your concerns. Like local MPs is a tool that Indians do not use and we should be making use of them much more. When we're talking about the climate, it's all dry and like it's mostly either neutral or negative and we really need more positivity in this conversation. I'd love to hear about maybe one takeaway for people who really want to engage in this conversation, want to be involved there are these movements out there, right? It's really inspiring to me that there are young kids who are turning up uh, at protests. Uh, they're showing up a lot more in front of the media at India Gate when they're talking about air pollution. I think that's all really positive. I, I think that that's where it's going to begin. People using their own platforms, you know, things that they just have access to, whether it's to highlight something negative or whether it's like to highlight something positive. The power of storytelling is something that I'm seeing a lot more of right now. And just folks making their voices heard, like whether it's RA, the Goa movement, the CA and NRC protests last year, I think just people turning out and making noise is the biggest, biggest positive takeaway uh, for me for the climate movement.
what personally keeps me inspired and keeps me going is the stories and the action that i see from people so i think one positive takeaway so to speak is be prepared to be inspired because it is really really inspiring what's happening in the world around us sometimes it might be easier to to be cynical and rightly so but if you are prepared to be inspired and um, are prepared to kind of hear from all of these incredible stories it's really it's like soup for the soul really i mean there's no better way to put it this the minute you start engaging in these conversations you start building a community of people who like you care about similar things and that community itself is is so powerful and is so inspiring to keep engaging with there's a lot of things that are happening that would be would be surprising to people like us also don't go into it thinking that it needs to be a fight there are ways and forums to make this a positive way of communicating with each other with decision makers to make change happen but i i think if we look at it that way we can expect more longer term impact to come about yeah thank you so much for yeah. joining us talking to us because a lot of things that you all said i had not thought about i'm sure a lot of people who are going to listen to this has not thought about it so thank you so much also maybe tell us where people can find you if they want to connect with you. Yeah, I'm at Naftha on Instagram and at Naftha M on Twitter. You can visit the purpose.com website. Though it's been a lovely Thursday morning chatting to some really inspiring ladies. So really really thankful for this. You can definitely reach out to me. I'm uh, at Antara Vasudev on Twitter. I'm most active on Twitter and and LinkedIn and also civis.vote is our website and you'll find civis.vote on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. So feel free to kind of reach out to us and uh, chat with us where all co-conspirators are. Yeah. Is that also where Thank people so can much. find the open calls? Yes, absolutely. Thanks. Great, awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye.